in its own. It's your boy Six Pack Lapidat. We got Ari and Messi Kamesi, Wild Bill and Rory the Lynchpin might be jumping in at any moment. We'll see. Stuck in traffic, so he's got he's got the details of the Zoom call. Um, we're gonna well, do every the- time we do. How come every time we do a uh, like a pick show or something like that, I'm Wild Bill, but every other time I'm Big Bill. what persona are you (laughs) well we'll have to see how your picks go maybe maybe you'll settle into wild bill maybe sometimes it's sassy bill you never know what you're gonna get he's pretty sassy right now yeah he gets sassy sassy. um all right so we'll we'll do we're doing the power rankings this episode we're gonna do the women's um and uh next episode will be the men's so make sure if you want to hear the men's you tune in And uh, please, wherever you're at, like, subscribe, give us high ratings so you don't miss these episodes when they drop. Fellas, let's start this with our number 10s, just like last time. We're going to go around and do this, but a little bit of a a lead into this for anyone listening. These things are based, these top 10 power rankings are not based off of IPF points, dots, whatever the shit. Just use a calculator if that's what you want. There's no discussion there. If you just want to calculate it, it is based off of, and we can have our own, it's a loose criteria on purpose for discussion. Hey, fuck, it's a sports podcast. Imagine that we're doing things to create discussion. So it depends on how much you want to weight it yourself. And that can change between podcast host and listener. But some of the things that we take into accountability is um, past performances they've done potential showdowns leading up if someone's got like some big competitions on the horizon or someone's injured and they're scratched and you're like i don't see them in anything major or even if you're not seeing you're doing all these local meets and you're not in the big competitions i don't care what your total is maybe maybe i don't put a lot of weight on that do you have head-to-head matchups do you have a possibility when best lifter in a major showdown then you could asshole also asshole. Then you could also we might get it. We might turn into some assholes here too. Let's, we've been called that as well. Then you also might be leaning on the IPF points if you need as a, a tiebreaker. It can be a factor, but not the only factor. And there is hype. There's something about hype around somebody in a showdown leading in where it's like you are carrying the flag for powerlifting right now. Everybody cares about what's happening with you. That can't be fluffed off. You know, if you're in a very hyped division that means something to me anyways you know if you're doing something right it's like the conor mcgregor effect where everyone can't stop talking about you when he was on his way up to the title shot um so there's a lot of things to be taken which means like if you're if you have that around you you bring that to the field you can't it's undeniable so there's some of the criteria uh gentlemen with no further ado no matter how many times i say this we're still gonna get into some shit People are going to come at us for a list. Fuck it. Let them come. Um, number 10. Arian, would you like to go first, sir? Sure. I, I can open it up and it'll be interesting for our listeners. Cause like at first when we stay, like whoever we're picking for 10th, they're not going to know, like, do we move someone else up? Do we move someone else down? But as we develop the picks to understand where we're shifting people and why we're shifting people. So just to open up to going over what we picked in back in January, uh, both you and I, Ryan, had Joy Namani as our 10th pick, and Bill had uh, Corolla Gar as his 10th pick. So I went and changed that, and I uh, adjusted Joy, and now I have Heather as my 10th pick. 
So I shifted her down. She was previously eighth for me. I shifted her down to 10th just based on her performance at nationals and what Tiffany Chapon's doing, you know, in the gym with her training numbers. And also Heather is training equipped now too to get ready for the world games. So I'm just adjusting like minor adjustments right now for that battle of 47s, just based on the more and more facts that we're getting. So eventually at the end, whoever wins at, at worlds, we're going to move that person up anyways. But right. for now I just move Heather down from eight to 10. Bill, what do you have, sir? So I'm popping someone new on my list today. I have uh, Martha Jenner from Norway coming on. Um, just coming on hot right now, you know, European championship in December, obviously silver medal at Worlds last year in the 69 kilo class. She just put up a 542 and a half total at Norwegian Nationals. She's the number one seed in the 69 kilo class going into Worlds in June. So I have her popping in the top 10 right there. I think um, we're going to see some big, big things from her coming forward. I have, so previously um, I had Natalie Richards at seven. She slides not completely off my list, but she slides down to 10. For me, I am not bumping somebody if they haven't competed yet when we're only in April. Um, I'm still weighing the fact that you're going to compete and I, I have high esteem for what I expect you to do and what you're going to, and the hype you're going to bring and the impact you're going to have in the sport. So if anyone's listening to my list and they're like, well, Natalie hasn't even competed yet in the first quarter. And this is hot, you know, top 10 for the first quarter. No, I'm not taking someone completely off due to that. Um, if you guys do, I, I respect that, but uh, you know, it's not historically how boxing and MMA and whatnot do their rankings. You don't get bumped entirely unless you're inactive for like a fucking year or something. Right. So Natalie slides due to inactivity and not just due to inactivity, but because some of these other ladies um, have competed and done rather well and not just showed up, waved to the crowd and, and got their ticket to worlds. Some people showed up and fucking showed out. So Natalie slid to 10th, but she's still in my 10 and can do big things later on in the year. Um, who do you have for your ninth area? Yeah, and I, and I agree with you that there's multiple factors as far as inactivity or activity of your competitor, injuries, those kinds of things. Um, so I have some changes like that too. So for our ninth picks, I had Tiffany Chapon last time, Bill had Heather Connor, and you had Corolla Gara. So I went and I adjusted similar to what Bill did for my ninth pick, and I put uh, Marta Kajener in there just because, again, like Bill said, you know, she did that nationals where she did the 542.5. She made the 69 kilo weight class. She's nominated uh, first going into worlds and her training is looking good on you know what she's been posting up and chandler's training isn't looking as great she's busy i guess with like you know a work and stress and all that kind of stuff like that so that battle becomes you know much tougher uh, for chandler and so i put marta in there as number nine because i think she has potential bill how about you sir there's another new name on my list here i have agata sitko from poland Coming in as the number one seed on the 76 kilo class, put up in a monster 564 and a half total at her last competition. She's coming off a gold medal in Norway at the uh, Open uh, Equipped Championship. So she'll be going to World Games in the US in July. Um, she kind of popped on the nominations for Classic Worlds, like kind of last minute. We're all like, oh shit. All right. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, so I got I pop, popped her on at number nine, and if she's able to be there and compete, 
and she shows up and goes full full on her and Jess Bittner is going to be pretty badass to watch for sure and obviously Kimberly Walford in that class too so it's going to be a really really good class so I'll, I'll say this before I say my number nine I was kicking around Agatha jumping on my list and I didn't know where I would put her if she came on um, the thing is so I had previously talked to her um, and asked her if she's doing op uh, classic open world. And she said, no, she's going to focus on equipped. She's like, you had said an equipped world champion. She can do world games, etc." Then I seen her and she's the number one seed bumped over Jessica. Not, I mean, Jessica can do a lot more than, you know, I think that the total she had posted, but um, especially with the way training's going right now, but nonetheless, so I doubled back into our conversation. I'm like, Agatha, oh, uh, talk to me you had told me you were not going to be coming to classic open worlds and i see your name on the nominations and she said i'm still not 100 percent, but i think i'm going to do it but I'm, I'm kicking it around so i wasn't going to bump anyone in the top 10 yet if we do one of these right before worlds and agatha is like still on that list and she's like i'm gonna go she's gonna appear on this because that's a red hot showdown between her and Jessica Bittner. Um, I'm just not sure if I'm biting yet. Um, so I'm interested. And, and if you guys got her on the list, straight up, like, yes. And I, do, I still don't know where I would put her. So as we get a little closer and, and the, we, we, we see who's dropping out, who's sticking, of the people that might drop out, I think she's higher. But I'm starting to think that she's feeling the hype for classic worlds like we all are. If you're online and everyone is, you see the hype for classic worlds. And I'm starting to think she's like, holy fuck, I want to go to this party. And I'm sure people in the background are like, you have the world games coming up. The, you are an equipped world champion. This is your thing. You need to focus on this, I'm sure. But she's 19 and sees a party going on. Is like, oh my God, is there a lot of hype on this? Um, I'm really considering it. And Fair play, throw your hat in the ring so that uh, you have time to, to to kick it around. And maybe you go, maybe you don't. Uh, but anyways, my number nine. I feel like Sheffield had to have had a I'm uh, sure. say yeah. in this for sure, right? Sure. I mean, like, you know, when you see that kind of sitting there, which is for all intents and purposes, Sheffield right now is the world games for, you know, um, raw lifting uh, being the, the pinnacle of what people want to get to. So, you know, why not knock them both out in the same year? <laughs> Another great point, dude. Uh, Sheffield, and, and yeah, she's like, if I win, oh my God, I'm going to make money and be a part of like, that's the Super Bowl, you know, for powerlifting. It's massive. Uh, that's the big end game to be a part of that one. So I don't know, mid, uh, when we get a little closer, she might pop up on the list and jump up really quickly. Um, but having said that, my number nine um, is actually going to be Jessica Bittner, who I know for fact is going to IPF World's um, and it's very, like their totals are very, very similar. So if I include Agatha on this list, it'll be interesting, man. I got to, I got to figure out where I'm going to put Jessica because Jessica will have competed right before worlds as well. She's going to do the Canadian nationals, but she's going to be running at an RP eight. Cause it's like four weeks out from worlds, but um, she's the returning world champion, uh, you know, in the classic and uh, it's champion versus champion. It's a fucking sensational showdown. So I got Jessica Bittner in number nine. She could be higher had she competed in 2022. She hasn't yet. So, but she's still like, you know, a massive name in the sport, has a massive showdown coming up and everyone's all hyped about it. So I'm going to keep her in the top 10, obviously. 
uh, the reigning world champion of one of the hottest divisions. Who is your number eight, Arian? All right, so going into eight, um, last time I had, like I said, Heather on there uh, versus Bill had uh, Tiffany Chopin and you had Bonica. So now I went with, similar to you, I went with Jessica Bittner as now my number eight. I, I was similar idea as you, like, I didn't know if I want to put Agata in or not because she's on the nominations. But yeah, she was telling you she's not sure, but they just put her name in for now. And so it's potentially that her she can be out and also potentially that she can be in. And, you know, she's in a, a big show, big battle with, with Jess and Kimberly and all these other lifters. And, you know, maybe the nerves get to her. Maybe Jess puts up, you know, a big PR total. And so I was like, okay, let me shift Jess down. Oh, I think I shifted her down one spot. But let me, let me not put Agata in there yet. Let's get some more information, like you said. So I just did that. I just put Jess in at eight for now, uh, and then we'll go from there. So you're pretty similar to me, but it's true, man. This is – it's dicey. That's, I'm glad we do these quarterly, and, and hopefully we'll belt one off. Well, you know, we're doing the preview show for Worlds. But uh, anyways, Bill, who's your number eight, sir? Uh, we got Natalie Richards. Bumped her down a spot here, basically just because of inactivity. I'm sure she'll bounce right back up the list after um, USAPL Nationals in June, but there was just too many other um, big showings so far this year for me that kind of just bumped her down a slot. So I had her previously at seven. Now I have her at eight. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing on the women's side internationally, uh, we've, we've, people started having nationals and started showing up and showing out. And um, if you haven't lifted, you get bumped down. So um, my number eight last time was Bonica and is again going to be Bonica. She did a respectable 647.5 uh, punch your ticket, go to worlds. She's capable of more. We know that. So had she um, done a lot more, which probably wouldn't be advisable with world's turnaround. Maybe I would have bumped her up just on like a sensational performance. Performance is good. Uh, good enough for sure to be in the top 10. And she actually does have a really good showdown with Emily Mergier from France. Um, and not just between the two of them, but whoever wins that, and it'll be the, it, we might be going into the 84 plus kilo class in us and France might be tied on points or very close. And the winner of that might decide not just who gets gold for their weight class, but also decide who wins for the national team. So that is heavy hype on Bonica's shoulders. And it really adds, it adds like, a, it's going to add layers to the storyline and make it far more interesting to watch. So this year is very special for Bonica going into the world champ. She's going to actually be opposed like, like serious stern test. And there's more layers to it, you know? So it's, um, as we get closer, she might start shooting up just due to that. Or if she does pull it off at world's wins and essentially clinches it for team USA, fuck, she can shoot right up the rankings because she'll be us's darling and golden girl. Who do you got for your seventh area? Damn. I got to go first. Every time last time I had Jess at seven, like I said, I shifted her down. Bill had Natalie and you actually had Natalie as well at seven. So I went and I made adjustment. Now I move since I moved Jess down and I moved Heather down, I was able to move Joy Namani from 10 up to seventh because I think, you know, she's a, she's a world champ and she's one of the heavier favorites as far as the women's weight class is going in compared to some of the other battles. So I, I had her at 10 before just based on like, you know, her, you know, IPF points and stuff like that and ability to, you know, win a big battle. But now that I moved those other people down, I said, okay, let me just move up Joy for now. So I moved her from 10th up to seven. Fair enough. Bill, how about yourself, sir? 
All right, so I got a big mover here. So oh. I had um, Jessica Bittner at number two last time. I've now bumped it down to number seven, strictly based off of inactivity. You know, she has the, obviously, Nationals coming up in a couple of weeks and then Worlds. But um, again, just there was way too many really, really good performances out of other women. So I just, I couldn't justify keeping her there. And then the fact that um, Agata is potentially going to be there to push her. Um, yep. So I ended up bumping her down th through there. Fair enough. Uh, my number seven is actually Heather Connor. Um, did a 402.5 at the PA Nats. Uh, sealed the deal to get herself to Worlds. Has a massive showdown with Turbo Tiff. Um, obviously, it's you know the biggest showdown that weight class has ever seen. So it means a lot, historically speaking, for a weight class to start getting some shine like that. So it's good. Um, obviously, again, Turbo Tiff in France, her and U.S., though the significance of U.S. versus France rivalry is right in the mix. So she's got a showdown with several layers as well as Bonica. So that's good as well. There's storylines. There's meaning to it. People are going to watch. And 402.5 is still a pretty good, even though she wasn't going all out and it was, you know, the the best meet she's ever had or then she just pedaled to the floor or whatever. Um, 402.5, still 402.5. There's there's two or maybe maybe three people in the world who can do 402.5 as 47 kilo ladies, right? So uh, she's coming in at my number seven in the world. And Bill, okay, we'll switch it up on you, Arian. Bill, who is your number seven? Uh, so let's see, last time I had Natalie Richards... I'm oh, sorry, number six. So I had uh, or six. Uh, uh, Noemi Alibert was my number six last time. Um, so this time I have another French female there at, with uh, Tiffany Chapone bumping at number six. Huge total at French Nationals. Training's looking ridiculous right now. Um, she's going to be a force to reckon with coming up to, to Worlds. So I basically bumped her up from number eight to number six from last time. And um, uh, how about yourself, Arian? I also had Noemi Alibert last time, and I also have Tiffany Chapon this time. So I moved Tiffany up from nine to six. So not a huge jump up in the top five, but I did shift her up. Again, like I said, based on the performances I've seen with Tiffany at Nationals and then Heather at Nationals and what uh, Tiffany's been doing in the gym where she hit like, 430 or 435 whatever it was total it was a touch and go bench but still and then recently she like tripled 150 on squats something like that so her total just continues to go up but i didn't want to move her into that top five and just make it a clear favor just yet because if you go look at her performances all her meets are in europe they're all from france or when she had to go to sweden for world and europeans so this is like the first time she's gonna to have to like leave the continent and go and also be in a battle against Heather versus Heather has gone to Belarus. She's gone to Sweden. She's gone to Ireland, everything like that. So she has a little bit more experience with the traveling uh, and she has been in battles before. And so I didn't want to make the gap too much yet, but I said, okay, let me put her at, at six and then we'll see how she performs. If she can jump into the top five. <laughs> Can't wait till you guys see where I got several tip for me. Uh -oh. So my, my number, <laughs> it's not crazy, but, I, I'll have to talk about it. My number six, this is where I got Mark Jenner from Norway, uh, their new region, putting up a 542.5 kilo at her nationals as a 69 kilo lifter. Um, I'm ranking this, you know, somewhat high. She hasn't cracked the top five, but like Bill said, she is now the number one seed in the 69 kilo class, moves in the pole position. And 
starts looking more and more like a potential favorite. I'm not, you know, you, you don't want to put the crown on anybody's head just yet. And obviously Chandler Babs can have something to say with that. And she's, she's coming in obviously like ready, but she's got a 12 and a half kilo lead right now. And, um, and Chandler Babs had some, uh, you know, she's, she's moved around in life, um, had to relocate and been dealing with some things and she's training, but I don't know if her numbers are, are like, she has, she has a spread, you know, she's got a spread and Mark Jenner might really have a banner 2022 year and be a huge breakout star here. Um, if she takes this, so I have her at six, um, and you know, from what she did in the Norwegian nationals and what she might potentially do at worlds, but proof is in the pudding. And uh, if Chandler bad pulls it off, she's going to jump onto the power rankings and shoot up the power rankings. Cause she'll have to beat Mark and that will be tough. Um, all right, Bill, do you want to give me your number five kind of stuff, sirs? Sure. So I just, uh, bumped up, uh, Noemi Albert here on this one, you know, again, total just keeps tracking up and up and up for her. Doesn't matter the meat. She just does. I mean, the, the, the progression is insane for her. So I have her bumping at number five up from number six last time. And last time I did have joy Namani as number five. Uh, Arian, how about you, sir? So last time as my number five, I had Corolla Gara, assuming that she was going to do both the classic and equip. So she had the possibility of winning, you know, the classic worlds and winning world games and possibly even equip worlds after that. But she's not on nominations for classic worlds. So I basically just took her off our list because um, it kind of ruined my whole idea where she's going to be able to win both sides, kind of like a Bonica uh, as well. So for her not being at Classic Worlds and not being able to beat Leah, it really hurts that showdown on that side. So I just took her off. And instead, what I did is I shifted Natalie Richards down from number three to that number five spot. Um, but again, she's been inactive, but for me, it was more about the activity of uh, her competitor, the main one being Celine Crump, because initially Celine was going to go 67.5. So I figured, you know, Natalie's going to win her weight class. She's going to be able to win on dots, um, any kind of like, um, you know, pro series, whatever like that. But now Celine says she's going to go back down to 60. So now you have Celine with the higher total going from, she weighed in like 63 kilos down to 60. And Natalie Richards with a uh, lower total moving up from 56 to 60. So it's going to be, I think, a little bit closer. It'll be interesting to see who can win nationals and that could potentially build the momentum as well for the pro series and stuff like that. So I think Natalie has a little bit more competition than I initially thought. So I just shifted her down to five. I am um, mentioning Carola Gar. I, I have her off the list because my list is all raw and um, I don't think she's going to be doing any anything significant in the raw side uh, anymore. I think she's focusing on equip. So I got her off the list. Like she's done nationals raw, but it wasn't, you know, uh, blow your hair back nationals performance. It's really good, but it's not going to, you know, threaten the above one. I think she's somewhat running at you know, 85% by the looks of some of her lifts. So that's probably not going to bump any of these type of people off. Um, so that was your number five, right? Yep. Uh, my turn. Number five, I have Joy Namani. Now, Joy hitting uh, 492.5 again in March at British Nationals. Joy being, you know, Britain's biggest star in the women's side, uh, you know, potentially, probably Britain's biggest star period in all the powerlifting. Um, Joy looks like she's, an extremely strong favorite in the 57s, but she has contenders. 
you know, even nationally, she actually had a clash with a world-class opponent in Bobby Butters. That matters to me. Some of these ladies haven't had the major clash yet. They have it coming. Joy already had a clash with a world-class opponent. She already had a, we're in April. She had a showdown. That matters to me. And she's, she's a favorite to win worlds. Bango again. And she's the pride of her nation, men's, women's, whatever. In all the powerlifting, she's the number one. That all matters to me. So Joy Namani now cracks into the top five. Um, previously, I had her at 10, but she's shooting up the rankings. Some people are inactive. She's facing world-class opposition in Bobby Butters and, uh, and making things happen. So that's why she jumped from number 10 to number five. Well, let's get into the top. Now, now we're cooking. <laughs> now we're cooking. Arian, let's let's go back to you. What's your number four? Sure. Initially, I had uh, Bonica at my number four, but um, what I did is because I took uh, Corolla Gara off, who was um, you know at my number five. I can like shift some people around, and so what I did is I took Nomi Alibera and moved her from six up to now my number four spot because her performance at nationals and how, like Bill said, how her total is trending and just some other people dropping off. She can shift up. It's still going to be a battle for her again, going against her teammate. So you're always watching out like, Oh, can Shizuka get her this time? Cause she get her this time. She'll get on a Delph. Maybe you never know. And one meet, but for now, just based on uh, other people in my rankings, I was able to move Naomi up from six to four. Bill, what are you saying? I have a uh, Joy Namani number four. I did have uh, Bonica Brown as my number four last time. Um, I had Joy as my number five, so I just kind of bumped her up a slot. Um, basically, I had Jess Bittner at number two, so I bumped her all the way down to number seven. So I just kind of bumped these women up from there. But again, Joy, like you said before, she had a massive uh, total at you know British Nationals, went up against Bobby. So, I mean, and Bobby's going to be potentially her toughest comp- opponent at uh, IPF Worlds, potentially. Um, so, yeah, so Joy's number four for me. Fair enough, man. Uh, my number four, I'm actually going to put in Turbo Tip, Tiffany Chapon. She put in a 418 kilo total at the French Nationals. Um, obviously, I mean, we had never, at 20 years old, we've never seen anybody doing this in the 47 kilo class. Um, and she's still a junior. She's going to be a junior for years. Like we're witnessing history in the making with Tiffany Nichapon, Turbo Tiff. You, you see her and it's like, how many more kilos can she add? And she keeps adding more and more. Um, sky's the limit. She's gaining size as well. Like originally when she started, I mean, that's the side effect of lifting weights to start packing on muscle mass. When she first started as a 47, she didn't have to cut it all. Now that she's getting bigger, stronger, filling up the 47, she's actually cutting you know, so it'll be interesting to see. You guys have touched on this before. Um, she's going to have to do international travel while cutting. That's that's kind of new. You know, it's a, it's a decent travel from France down to uh, South Africa. So we'll see how these things impact her. With a 418, she has to be the favorite over Heather Connor now because no other 40. She has to be a favorite over any 447 kilo lifter of all time. I don't care who you bring up. Nobody's done 418. It just now is a question. Do you think she could do it at IPF Worlds with the pressure of the travel, et cetera? I, I could, I'd be fine if someone debates and says it's Heather. I'm totally fine with that because yeah, there's a reason experience pays, pays off sometimes, right? But, uh, but she's got to be the favorite. Um, red hot right now with everything she's, everything she's doing. And again, I know I'm 
saying this repeatedly, but it, it bears repeating team France, team us. That is also, it's, it's going, it could be historic, man. It is, it's going to be big. There's a bigger clash going at worlds and that means something. It means more people are watching or at very least paying attention and want to know the news who won that. Cause that's pivotal. Cause later on in the week, now we, Oh, she lost. Now we need so-and-so to win later on in the week. This adds an element of interest by the fans and viewers and everybody around. So, um, and then if Team France wins, she'll be able to look back and be like, uh, we beat U.S. You know, we're, we're, the U.S. hasn't lost at IPF Worlds. I forget what it was, 2014. And be like, we beat the, the, the U.S. women. You know, um, it's a big deal. It's like the dream team in, in, in the NBA losing in basketball. So, yeah. and she'll have that. So, I, I, I got her as my number four. Yeah, and, and just to add to that real quick, as far as the total is uh, the world record is at 407.5 by Chen Wei Ling, which has been from 2015. So it's going to be seven years that record is sitting there, the longest one for the classic women totals that's been standing there. And so if she's able to break, even if she does 408 or 410.5, whatever like that, she's going to break that longest standing world record on that side. Thank you. Yeah, it's just more. Like TurboTiff's doing a lot, man, at a very young edge of junior, no less. Uh, it's pretty wild. Um, all right, let's get into the top threes now. Who wants to go first? Bill, how about you, kind sir? Serve a kind right. nature. So last time I had um, uh, Leah Bavois, my number three, and this time I have Bonica Brown coming up from number four last time to number three. She basically put up a very Bonica-esque competition where it was you know nine for nine very solid looked like you know rp eight ish on everything you know had a lot left in the tank um so it kind of makes you think you know since she basically has the same nominated total as um is it emily 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 how do you say emily how do you say your first name emily 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 okay yeah so i mean you know her competition seemed a lot tougher and a lot more you know, to limit kind of thing where Bonica was just kind of a cruise control and like, all right, cool. Let's keep going. Let's keep rolling with this. So I think there's, she can, she's going to have a humongous year with, you know, classic worlds, world games, potentially um, open worlds in November, and then, you know, potentially Sheffield in next year. So she's got a lot of big things coming right at her. So she's ready for it. Arian, how about you, man? Who makes the top three last time I had Natalie Richards, but like I said, I shifted her down to five. So similar to bill, I shifted Bonica up. So I had Bonica at four. I shift her up to three personally for me, for my ranking, especially right now, before like really worlds and everything gets started, I'm picking, you know, who has the best chance of winning and, and winning the most amount of accomplishments. So I think between like a Bonica, a Nomi, a, a Natalie Richards, a Tiff, I think Bonica still has a favorable matchup at Worlds. She has enough of a gap that I think she can still, you know, win it and not have to push 100%, but she does have to push, you know, because she does have a couple people chasing her. But then, like Bill said, she has a chance to win the Classic Worlds, the chance to win the World Games, and then go win the Equip Worlds. So I'm rating those three international championships that she can win with having some competition now at Classic Worlds and obviously having competition at World Games. Uh, that's why I put her at, th at number three. Okay, so here, my number three, um, Turbo Tiff previously was my number three. And now, obviously, I, I just told you she was number four. So, oh, okay. Turbo Tiff got bumped out of six packs top three. Interesting. Now, is the person who's resting in number three the person who bumped her? 
you wait with bated breath. <laughs> no, it's not. The person who's number three is not the one who bumped Turbo Tiff out of the top three. The person who I have number three was previously in the top three as my number two. It's Amanda Lawrence. You'll find out why Amanda Lawrence slid a ranking now. Uh, well, in, in a minute, I have to complete my top three. The picture will become more clear. But she makes number three um, ahead of all the other women in the world because she won PA Nats, best lifter. Uh, you know, she she's heading away the best 84 in the world and going to assert her dominance at Worlds once more and potentially could treat at as the best lifter of the IPF World Championships. And if you're paying attention, in terms of women's powerlifting, there will not be a bigger tournament than the IPF World Championships, period. And it's not even close. If you're talking about women's powerlifting, the IPF World Championships is fucking stacked. And there's not another tournament in the world for powerlifting that's even close. So if Amanda Lawrence takes that, she's going to rock it up my list. She hasn't yet. So I got, I, and so, but the potential of and the enticement of it has got her real close. She did, however, take best lifter at PA Nats. Now that if everyone went full send at PA Nats, might have meant a little more, but not everyone went full send. Still, there is a lot of quality people at PA Nats. Um, so I got her as my number three with the understanding she might fucking rock it up to, I mean, only two more places, but to number one, Arian, who's your number two. Uh, I'll just go ahead and, um, kind of finish off one and two. Cause obviously once I pick one, you know who the other one is. And last time I had, maybe, Amanda, maybe I mean, you're going crazy. I'm not last time I had Amanda one and Leah two, and I'm just keeping it the same right now. Holding pattern, Amanda one, Leah two. There was obviously new information with Amanda at PA Nats and, and Leah doing that meet where she was just just shy of getting that big PR total, but she missed her grip on the final deadlift. So I'm just holding it there for now uh, going into Worlds. Like you said, there's a lot of potential there as far as the overall battle for best lifter since they're both going to win their weight classes pretty comfortably. And I could see it now that could be something that's like hyped up like, you know, you'll probably be hyping it up in the live stream talking about, you know, Amanda's been the previous uh, best lifter two years in a row. She's going for the three-peat, but here comes Leah with, you know, her numbers improving and being so close to that PR total. And, you know, it's going to be on whatever YouTube live stream. It's going to be on Eurosport. We'll see if they get on that Latin America channel already. What if it's on like South America, South African uh, TV as well, and you're just hyping this up and that's going to be like the major thing for the first half of the years, who wins that best lifter award at classic worlds. And then they can always get their, their rematch in Sheffield next year. So I just kept the same for now. Amanda one, Leah two. Bill, what are you thinking, buddy? Yep. So I um, bumped Leah up from three to two this time. And I still have Amanda number one, pretty much the same reasons for Arian for the most part, you know, they both showed up. They both did their thing at their national events. They punched their ticket. And right now they're the two best women powerlifters in the world, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do my one. We set you up. Finale. Thank you. And, and here we go. So last time I had Leah Bavla as number one in the world. Um, now I'm going to have Leah Bavla as number two. Oh, who's my number one? <laughs> Let me talk about Leah for a second though. So Leah Bavla at French nationals at, at 65 kilo. Bill, don't say anything. Um, he had a 550.5 kilo total, and which is fucking insane. She essentially 
as a 65 kilo, that's a water cut. Like she's still obviously going as a 63 to worlds. So without water cutting, it's still 550.5. And it gets even better when you see her last deadlift would have put on 10 kilo to a 560.5. It would have put 10 kilo. She got it up, locked it out, was about to get the down command. It was as close to getting a last deadlift as possible. And literally a lot of people, apparently the stream cut or something, and people just thought they got it. Um, got, thought she got it. Down command came, uh, her hand started slipping and she, she went down uncontrolled. And uh, as the down command was given and she didn't get the last deadlift. It was literally, I posted it and some people didn't even understand if she missed it or not. That's how close it was. So if Leah had gotten that last deadlift, added 10 kilo to her total and essentially as a 63 didn't water cut, did a 560.5 kilo, we might be talking her as number one again. What Leah's doing right now is absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um, and despite Amanda potentially winning best lifter, what Leah would have already done would be enough and I'd, I'd keep her number one, and Amanda could potentially move to number one, but I'd keep Amanda number two. So just for everyone understanding. So who is my number one then? Who bumped Leah? In the way of the events, the way this moved, Amanda Lawrence was able to go half speed. She's not going to get number one doing that. She might become number one when she goes all out at Worlds and, and, and tames everybody, but she didn't. So she stays three, which is not too shabby. Leah Bavois. Could have been number one. She was my number one. She missed the last deadlift and just shy. She never had major opposition in the 63s. And um, if she ends up going to Worlds, beating Amanda Lawrence or coming in second, whatever, she could be number one or number one. We'll see what happens. But who is my number one? In women's powerlifting, Naomi Aliber faced the second greatest 52 kilo lifter in the world. Before Naomi Aliber had finished her day. Shizuka finished after, actually she pulled last, I believe. Um, but Shizuka is the second greatest 52 of all time. 438.5. Shizuka not being on my top 10, I had a hard time with. Shizuka Rico is world-class, the second best of all time, not just at nationals, not just in the world, no one in history. Alibur had to beat the second greatest 52 of all time. There is not a woman on this list who had a showdown as meaningful as Naomi had in the first quarter. And Naomi, and, and the, the showdown she had, the person she went against, put the biggest total. And Naomi had to beat the biggest total of all time to win. That meant a lot to me. Again, when Worlds rolls around, Amanda, Leah, they have potential to bumper, and I'll put probably Naomi somewhere back where she was before. I believe previously I had her at uh, number four. So she might be number three, number four, depending on what happens there. But I give a lot to a head-to-head -head showdown with a world-class opponent and, and winning. And uh, fuck, she just keeps winning, man. And not only that, not only did she just win, but she pushed and extended that 52-kilo world total um, to four. 445 kilo, which is fucking ridiculous, man. That's crazy for a 52. We're getting way ahead of, you know, what we used to see 52 is capable of doing. But with just France alone, it's absolutely insane what her and Rico are doing. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm having a hard fucking time not putting Rico on this list. I just don't know who I bump. But how do I justify Rico breaking world records 
and not being on this list when some of these ladies are running at half mass going 85% to get to Worlds. It's tough. It's tough, man. I understand. Fuck, this was a hard one. <laughs> you guys probably were thinking about Rico too, thinking, fuck, I don't know. De definitely, as far as like, you know, seven through 10, is like, where do you put the second place people? Like a, yeah. a Shizuka Rico, where do you put like a, um, a Kimberly Walford or a Chandler Babb or even USAPL, where do you put like a Celine Crum or a Jasmine Penn? But this is the top 10. This is the cream of the crop. And so for some people, you have to just leave them out and let them perform to put them in. Like they have to show that they're worthy of the top 10. I, I, there's no right and wrong in this. And there's going to be people listening being like, bump someone who didn't lift when Rico did the world record total. Even if she held it for 60 seconds, bump someone who didn't lift, you know, or, or whatever. If they're, I, I know it's fine. And you know what? They're not wrong. And we're not necessarily right. It's fucking tough, man. Sports debates are tough. Um, I, I would have been interested in seeing what Rory said. He probably would have had fucking uh, Evie Corrigan as number one though. So it doesn't <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> if I know Rory. So there it is, everybody. Um, let us know your thoughts. Um, tag us in your stories and let us know how you're feeling about it. Um, I mean, it's debatable. It's all debatable. We understand it. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, just quick. <clears throat> Sorry, quick shout out. Someone I struggled with, but she's not going to world championships is Lena from um, New Zealand. Uh, you know, with the total she put up at, at that New Zealand meet that she did a couple of weeks ago, she most definitely would have been in my top 10 list if she was qualified to go to the world championships. So I had her as number 11 just because of um, the fact that she won't be kind of upping her game this year against higher quality opponents until, you know, the end of the year when she does possibly Commonwealth or something like that. But um, I just wanted to throw her name out there because she deserves to be mentioned at least in this conversation. Just unfortunately, she can't compete at world championships. I'm going to echo that, my friend. Uh, 100%. Look, at, again, you have to bump some, some big people to get on here. And if she was on the world's team, 100% dude she'd be number one with a bullet and it, and not only she'd be number one nomination um, she'd be going head to head with one of powerlifting's biggest stars and Jessica Bittner and her star will just blow up because everyone tunes in when you're going against a star right uh, so yeah and she, she's got to be super, she's another person like Rico she's super close you know she's super duper close and if someone said you know what I think uh, Carlina should be or I think she goes by Lena should be on the you know on here you know, maybe not because she hasn't had a head-to-head -head competition, so maybe not in the top five, but from five to ten somewhere. You could argue it. You could – I would not put up a big fight. I'd be like, well, who are you going to bump? You know, because, like, are you going to bump Jess? I understand she has a bigger total than Jess, but Jess would say, excuse me, I haven't lifted in 2022 yet. Let's. I am the returning world champ. Give me the respect that I might when I do lift. Like, let's just wait before you bump me. Like, it's tough. It's tough, man. So, um, yeah, De definitely. And, and that would have been the crazy battle. Like, you know, last year we had the 69s where it was like battle between five lifters this year. It could have been Carlina, Agata, Jess, Kimberly, Dana. It would have been, it would have been ridiculous. So she just missed out on it, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we do with our end of the year rankings or maybe like next year's beginning rankings. Cause what if like Carlina just waits till Commonwealth's all right, Jess, that's your world record total. That's the number you hit in June. And then she goes and chips it or just straight up beats it by, you know, five, 10 kilos. Then where do we put her? If she went to an international competition and breaks the world record total, we'll see where we put her. 100%. Yeah. It's going to be a very difficult conversation, isn't it? 
Um, it, you, it depends on how you weigh things. If you weight them based on straight up numbers and capability and you're like, I think she's the best 76 in the world. So I'm fucking putting her in number one. I don't care. Or if someone's like, I need to see her travel internationally and face off with everyone there, blah, blah, blah. It's tough. <laughs> That's tough. It's a tough conversation to have. Um, but uh, yeah, good, good build to throw that out there. You're covering some bases because some people, there probably is other lifters that are people like, why don't you have them on the list? This is a top 10 in the world pound for pound, man. And the world's a big fucking place. So before people get too upset, if someone's not on the list or it's not, someone's not like three spots higher, those three people you bump would also turn around and be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like we have people breaking world records who aren't totals, not just in a single lift, who aren't making this list. It's hard, man. It's freaking hard. You're, if you're not on the list, assume you're number 11 through five. <laughs> assume you're right there. And we had a, we couldn't sleep last night thinking about it. <laughs> Ryan, did you say uh, Tiff used to be a boxer? I did, sir. She you, better said, watch, you better watch out. You dropped her a spot. Hey, dog, dog, I don't need this beef. Right? What are you trying to do right now? Turbo Tiff is me and Turbo Tiff are cool. Me and the French ladies are good. The, you were the, cool. The American, minutes ago. Dog, the Americans are popping off and coming at me, and the Canadian women are coming at me now. So I don't need the French. Um, but anyways, all right. Let's 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 end it there, gentlemen, and everybody listening. Obviously, once again, subscribe, give us high ratings. Um, wherever you're at, post up your thoughts on your stories. We will share and repost. Make sure you tag though. And also um tune in for the next episode. It is the men's. Until next time, six pack lap it at six up, we're out.